Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Athletic Cast. It is Saturday, March, and I would hope that you're doing something fun tonight, maybe going to a club or something. But oh wait, you can't. We I'm cannot. Your you're all right. I'm your co-host Garrett, and I'm your other co-host Brady. And this is going to be just another uh, daily news update with a little college football sprinkled in at the end. So we're going to start like we normally do and just start off with NFL. Sound about good to you, Brady? Sounds pretty good. All right, so first off, Lions news. The Detroit Lions have signed linebacker Reggie Ragland, formerly of the Chiefs, and Elijah Lee. I don't know where he went uh, (laughs) or where he was from. And this kind of crowds the linebacker room with Jared Davis, Elijah Lee, Reggie Ragland, Jamie Collins, and their second-round pick last year, Jelani Tavai. And it might be they might be going a little overboard after releasing team captain Devon Kennard last week. Next news, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have announced that they will not be signing free agent defensive tackle Michael Brockers due to lingering issues with his ankle. Early this morning, it was revealed that his former L.A. Rams would be bringing him back on a three-year, $31.5 million deal. With the Ravens trading their defensive line depth and Chris Wormley to the Steelers, and losing starting defensive tackle Michael Pierce and failing to sign Brockers look for a much weaker line. Definitely still one of the best front sevens with the linebackers and the edge rushers, but it's a little less than, if that makes sense. Right. And the Dallas Cowboys have resumed talks with quarterback Dak Prescott on a potential long-term contract. You may remember that they did place an exclusive franchise tag on him, but he did not sign that, so they're still open to negotiate. The Arizona Cardinals have re-signed offensive tackle Marcus Gilbert to a one-year deal. He was traded to the Cardinals from the Steelers last year, but he missed the entire season with a torn ACL. So look for a little bit more protection for Kyler next year. And final NFL news, the Dallas Cowboys have signed kicker Greg the Leg Zerline to a three-year deal. A real shocker that the L.A. Rams let their game winner walk away. And that will do it for NFL news. Okay, keep going for NBA news. Celtics coach Brad Stevens says Marcus Smart is doing great with his COVID-19 recovery. Also speaking with COVID-19, Doris Burke has found positive with COVID-19. Do you have anything to say about that? Doris Burke is uh, maybe one of the most famous female basketball announcers that's out there who has broken down barriers for women in the game of basketball. And she announced today on Adrian Wojnarowski's podcast, or Woj, if you're a simple-minded fella. And uh, she showed mild symptoms, but she appears to be in good condition. So that's good. Also going along with um, saying the NBA, they're saying that it's almost 100% certain that the season will resume without fans. I yeah. mean, I want fans uh, to go to these games just because it creates an atmosphere for the players. But if we're mm-hmm. going to stay safe from COVID-19, I say that they stick with that idea of not having any fans. Honestly, I'd rather uh, watch basketball than no basketball at all. So, I mean, I take it as it comes, I guess. And uh, next story about that is LeBron James talked about a potential call that happened between the NBA office that could solve the playoff issue in the NBA. He specifically talked about a three-team battle between the eighth an 11 seed potentially of a best of three or a best of seven game series. And whoever wins would play the one seed Lakers in the Western conference and the one seed bucks in the Eastern conference. 
And then next, uh, I have a little bit of declaration news. Just one piece today. French guard Killian Hayes, who played in Germany this year in the Pro League, has submitted the paperwork to the NBA that would make him officially able to declare for the draft. And then I think that will do it on NBA news. Right. Going on with Killian Hayes, he averaged 12 points, 5.8 assists uh, last year from shooting, uh, 59% from inside the three. So I think he could be pretty decent in the NBA. Definitely has a good shooting percentage, so hopefully that translates to the NBA now. Right, right. Does, uh, is that it? Uh, did we cover the Utah Jazz story? I forget. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did? All right, then I'll do it. Actually, you know, actually we didn't. Utah De- Utah Jazz players have been cleared with all coronavirus symptoms, says uh, Utah De- uh, Department of Health. And uh, I think that's pretty good because we know there's an end to this thing. Yeah, and you do have to remember with this that the Utah Jazz were basically ground zero for the coronavirus in the NBA with uh, Rudy Gobert being the first domino to fall in the cancellation or the suspension of the NBA season. So it's uh, good to hear that all of them are now clear. So is that it now? Yep, that'll do it. Okay, moving on to the PGA. Uh, Most of the stuff that the PGA Tour players are doing, uh, it's just like push-ups, doing stuff, videos with the push-up challenge that people are doing. Uh, yeah. Jumping in pools and doing other trick shot and other activities um, because the golf season has been postponed uh, indefinitely. Yeah. So also moving on uh, to the MLB. Uh, does Mookie Betts owe the Dodgers any allegiance, well, allegiance if the season is canceled? So do you think he owes them for just signing? And now do you think he owes them for anything? I mean, he got traded there, so it's not like he chose to sign there. And I believe it, it is on a one-year contract, correct? Right. Okay, so he would be going into free agency if they waive this season. Exactly. I think, yeah, it's a matter of morals where this team traded their pitcher, I think Chris Sale, uh, to the Red Sox for you. So I think it's just a matter of morals that you play out that contract. Or right. Or it's just a gummy thing to do. Yeah, that makes sense. And you're getting paid. Big time, big time money. So also moving on to MLB. MLB and the MLBPA agree on stipulations for a return of the 2020 season, which is also very good news for them. And we've already talked about this guy, Noah Syndergaard, who's having Mm -hmm. Tommy John surgery, is expected to be back for the 2021 season after his surgery. Surgery went successful, so... Other good news right there. Right. Do you have anything for those two at all? That'll do it for MLB, at least on my part. Okay. That makes sense. So I know you brought this up to me and you thought it was a good idea. We talked about college football yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought this was a great idea. So you tell them what we're going to do here. All right, so Pro Football Focus basically has been tweeting out uh, these uh, top five, top three tweets that have really been getting Twitter into a frenzy every time. We talked about quarterbacks. We talked about wide receivers, well, NFL-wise. And they posted about running backs today. So today we're going to be talking about our top three college running backs of all time. So do you want to start first? Uh, do you want to start from three to one like we did with the rankings yesterday? Right. Or? Yes. 
All right, so at number three, I have Mr. All Day, Adrian Peterson, who went to Oklahoma. And Peterson played three years at OU at Sooner Nation, and every single one of them he ran for over 1,000 yards and 10-plus touchdowns. I think it was 12, 15, and 17. And in his senior season, he ran for 1,012 yards on seven games, which is just insane. Right. For number three, I have uh, Ricky Williams out of Texas. 1995 yeah. to 1988. He had a very, uh, very impressive seasons the entire time he was there. But um, his junior season, he tallied for 1,893 yards. And his final season at Texas, he set a school record with running uh, 2,124 yards. Yeah, and uh, Ricky Williams is obviously very famous for uh, having the Saints trade basically their entire draft to trade up and draft him, which uh, didn't end up well for them and Mike Dick. Uh, so. Right. You want to move on to number two? Sure, I'll go down to number two. My number two pick is Barry Sanders out of Oklahoma State from 1986 to 1988. Uh, oh. <laughs> college football really hasn't or really might never see another Barry Sanders ever again. Um, he had a very impressive season uh, at Oklahoma State in 1988. The Cowboys won an 11-2 record. He tallied for 2,638 rushing yards on 344 carries. Yikes, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> at number two, I have Reggie Bush from USC, the Trojan. And uh, his last game against, or as a Trojan against the UCL UCLA Bruins can't talk today. Apologize. Neither can I. That it, his last game was basically the phrase "rotting off into the sunset" in every sense of the phrase. Say he ran for two hundred sixty yards and twenty on twenty four carries and two touchdowns. He was an absolute monster to watch. Right. I want you to go on to number one. Then after that, you can we can critique our picks as soon as I get done. Okay, I have the obvious pick here, and that's Barry Sanders at local in the state. We did mention how Reggie Bush had a few thousand-yard seasons, and uh, Barry Sanders did not. He ran for uh, 2,000 yards, basically on an off day. And uh, I read this one stat recently that reminded me of the sheer dominance of Barry Sanders. Out of all the Perry – wow. Power five running backs, as in I believe that's the Big 12, Big 10 – SEC, all those conferences, they were ne- all – oh, my God, I cannot talk. <laughs> Out of all the running backs, they never once outrushed Barry Sanders in the 1988 season. That means that on Barry Sanders' worst game, he rushed for over 179 yards. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Yes, but, it is. Yeah. Uh, but my number one is Herschel Walker out of Georgia, 1980 to 1982. He won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman. As a freshman at Georgia, he ran for 1,616 yards, setting an NCAA freshman record that stood all the way until 1996. So my idea on this, I would definitely say Barry Sanders over his span of years playing at Oklahoma State should be number one, but I put Walker in front of him just because you don't see many freshmen do that. Last time I saw a freshman that really impressed me as a running back was Derrick Henry out of Alabama. I mean, 
if you're going to use the Heisman as a freshman, I'm pretty sure Johnny Manziel won it as a freshman. So, well, that, that's now, not back then. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I have other college football news if that concludes our top three, right? I think so. All right. So, in college football news, Kirk Herbstreet, who is one of the faces of college game day on ESPN, has said that he will be shocked if there is a college football season to play next year, which by association likely means uh, no NFL, too. And that means that uh, coronavirus has officially taken it too far. Um, yeah, if I mean, if we have to go all this long without sports, I might just lose my mind. I've <laughs> been I've been locked inside my house for three days, and I want to just straight run. I don't care if people are going to chase me down. I'm going to just keep running. I do not care. Yep, just like Forrest Gump. Yes, run all the way across the country and try to stop me. And then I have uh, one more piece of news, which is just NCAA college sports uh, in general. And the NCAA has announced that they are reducing distributions as the profits given to D1 schools by 62.5%, which is a $600 million difference. That's million with an M right there. That's a big and, uh, M on there. All of the D1 schools will be left with a measly, in air quotes, uh, $225 million. I think the reason they're doing that, they're cutting in, hopefully going to donate that money to the COVID-19 relief because That's there is no donate. spring they might sports. Um, because there's no spring sports going on, I think that that's kind of a good idea. Yeah. Um, I like how you said a millions of the big M there mm-hmm. because that is a lot of money that mm-hmm. is going towards this uh, relief effort. And I think the only way that we're going to, get out of this is if we do eventually defeat it so Mm -hmm. as soon as we defeat it we'll get our sports back and hopefully back to normal life even though life's gonna change from here on um i think that this could actually be benefit beneficial by getting that money and donating it yeah it definitely will be different we just have to adapt to the new normal and uh if you have anything else um i just want to go back uh, just for a little bit of stuff, just for some memories, March Madness memories. Uh, Sister Jean uh, misses March Madness very much. She preached that to uh, social media here recently. Yep. And I mean, I thought you were going to say died. I was going to be like, oh my goodness. I would cry if that happened. Um, <laughs> it was almost bad because I almost bought a Loyola Chicago uh, jersey when they went to the Final Four because it was that cool. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it's called bandwagon, you know, but yeah. I felt like I had to do it. Yep. Right. So, um, uh, Kentucky freshman Johnny, I can't say his last name, but Juzang also announces that he will be transferring out of Kentucky. Um, I heard that today. This is men's college basketball, by the way. Yeah. And uh, Shaka Smart is to return uh, as the Texas head coach next year and that's all i have for that where is uh that kentucky uh the kentucky guy going he hasn't really? said yet but um he's like just in publicly the yeah he's gonna all transfer right. though i gotcha all right now uh, that should do it right right unless you want to talk about um that bracket a little bit like the best college players ever As you know how my- they had best college basketball players ever, 64. Oh, 
Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Shaq versus D-Wade today. Obviously, D-Wade from his time at Marquette and Shaq at his time as LSU. And I believe it was Wilt Chamberlain from, I think, no, that's Kareem. But I think it was a California school, and he was versus uh, Stephen Curry. Obviously, I have Davidson. Right. So uh, who would you pick out of those matchups? Uh, I'm going to say Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. for the first matchup. Who's the second matchup again? Um, it was Kareem versus Steph. Um, I think I'm going to have to pick Kareem over Steph. Yeah, it's probably – or wait, no, sorry. It was Wilt versus Steph. Okay, Wilt, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> over him. Wilt um, still. Wilt the still, ma'am. And one last thing I guess I'd like to say now I just saw – uh, the Sweet 16, they're talking about this a little bit. And uh, yesterday, it would have been yesterday in 1979, Magic Johnson faced off against Larry Bird in the Indiana State you know, with mm-hmm. Michigan State being with Magic Johnson, Greg Kelker, and a uh, few other very good teammates. And Michigan mm-hmm. State won the national championship very, very long time ago. <laughs> Almost. I put a ver- another very on there because yeah. uh, I think that's back then they didn't have coronavirus. So. Yeah, I think that was 41 years ago. Yikes. Crazy. It's really, really even more crazy that next week would be, I think, Elite Eight. No, no, no. No, Final Four would be next week. Elite Eight. Sweet 16 Elite Eight would be going on right now, which is just mind-boggling that it's I, enough I'm not to make watching it. Bro- man cry well it made me cry so that's okay all right and uh we all good now i guess we're all good all right so uh that's gonna about wrap it up for us at the athletic cast so thank you for listening please have a good morning afternoon or night whenever you're listening to this and uh garrett signing off yeah me as well you guys have a great weekend and uh see you guys tomorrow Bye-bye.